Evan, you're injured? I have carpal <laughs> tunnel, so I wear a brace to bed every night. Aww. I just ordered a brace for you. But I, I, I picked something up so wrong today, and I just twisted it the wrong way. And oh my god, like I feel like I have like the brittlest bones ever. Like I've been trying to pack on the meat so I at least don't have just like skin to bone. Yeah. But I got some tiny ass wrists, and those babies cannot do that well anymore. Uh, Lena, since the last time we recorded, you've uh, had your moment with the podcast boys. Would you like <gasps> yes. to take a minute with that? Yes, your journey. Say, like... <laughs> we still have a photo that is held hostage. Yeah. No, I have. Oh, the Kyle Gas one. Yeah, that Bro. one is yeah. held hostage. Okay. For the people out there, for the two people who care. <laughs> I went and saw This Is Important live. I actually, I'll take it off the wall so I can show you guys. I have a, my For the viewers, wh- who are the individuals? I mean, the listeners. I'm so stupid. Uh, this is Anders Holm and Adam Devine's podcast. It's, it's, for, it's, it's, uh, it's the creators of, and stars of Workaholics. It's um, Anders Holm, Adam Devine from Pitch Perfect fame, Bumper, Blake Anderson, and Kyle Nuacek. And um, they did a show in my hometown of Columbus last month, and I drove down to see them, and I got to meet them. And um, I, I'll sh- the company that ran it, for some fucking reason, just like, they were like, oh yeah, we'll upload them on Monday. The show is on Saturday. They were like, we'll upload them first thing Monday. They did not get uploaded until after my friend sent several emails. <laughs> um, and they were did uploaded they- Friday. Did they end up even editing like your theory why they were taking no, so okay, long? No, okay, so this is so uh, someone they they had like a step and repeat like a banner um, that they were taking photos in front of for all the other shows, and someone must have forgot it for Columbus or just didn't bring it or so didn't you didn't set have a banner for your photos. We took photos in front of a blank wall, and not like a blank wall, like just the theater wall. And my theory was that the pictures were being withheld because they were, like, editing the logo into the background or something. Yeah, they that do way people... shit like that all the time. Because it's, like, it's advertisement for the podcast and it's advertisement for the, uh, like, VIP company that they're working with, which yeah. I just felt like was kind of a shit show. Um, <laughs> and then, so I met them by myself. Um, I was, well, I was with uh, two of my mutuals on Twitter. We met up at the show because they're from pennsylvania and oh, that's it was so sweet it was really sweet they're a couple um and they said that when they kind of like first started dating or both first started getting into the show they like followed me on twitter and they were like <gasps> they they literally said to me verbatim you're the niche internet micro celebrity in our relationship Aww. it's really they were like it's so weird to meet you because we'll talk about your posts like like to each other and i was like That's are so you cute. serious no so, I, do they listen to the podcast <laughs> they don't they don't um, okay <laughs> i don't think they're sh- i don't think they're shameless fans but it was really sweet to meet them and now i'm like okay we're like legit friends but uh so they they went we we like stood in line together and they went before me and i <laughs> i had been drinking um <laughs> but i had because I was so fucking nervous, but I had sobered up by the time, like, it was time to meet them, um, because they closed the bar when the show started. Oh, Lane, um, so you couldn't get a drink during the show? No. So, I book? was like, I, I, walking up was like, I have to be so normal, because I'm so not normal about these people. Yeah. 
<laughs> that I have to be really normal when I meet them. So I shit you not, I got really shy. Pretty much all I said was, nice to meet you. Great show. I like literally like didn't no indication even that I'm like a fan of theirs. Like I was just like <laughs> like you've never you only you watch the show casually and you're like oh, it was so polite. I was like I was like oh nice to meet you like really great show and I was like why did I say that? <laughs> anyway, it's um, the celebrity here, just, meet and greet blackout. No, that's I'll literally me every time I meet a celebrity. Gorgeous, <sighs> slay. I'm on my shirt on there. Nice. So. Uh, I was, uh, I told them that I wanted to pose, like, hard, and I crossed, I crossed my arms, I was like, and I, I was like, like this. I, and I have a photo of me and We the Kings doing that exact pose. <laughs> I just thought it'd be silly. I was like, I was like, yeah, and they said they were gonna take two pictures, but here's what happened, and... Lena was scammed by I a wasn't celebrity. scammed, but, well, it's like, it's like, okay, kind of cool, but also, like, weird as fuck. So, uh... We're, we're, like, getting ready to pose for the, like, first photo, and some guy walks through my picture and starts taking selfies with the guys, kind of, like, <laughs> one by one, and then while, because I'm standing between Blake and Adam, like, like, he takes a picture with, like, him, Adam, me, and Blake, and I'm kind <laughs> of, like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not, like, fully sober, but I'm kind of, like, what like what just happened and i'm and i was already so nervous like meeting them by myself first of all psychological torture i had to yeah. be anders first <laughs> which if you know anything about me that is sick and twisted psychological torture can i tell you guys he was really scary oh my god life. like he looks scary just in he's photos. very tall <laughs> he's very tall and I feel like there was just, like, darkness behind those eyes. Like, he was hiding <laughs> something sinister, probably. Are they all, like, in their 30s? They're in their 40s, bro. They're in their 40s like, now? Damn. Well, Adam is about to be 40, and Anders is, like, 42. Jesus. Um, that concept of time is not real. Yeah, it was weird. Well, I, I, like, didn't even get to, like, give you guys the full lowdown, so sorry if I'm, like, taking up too much time. But, um, I, like wasn't sure what to do like because i was like is it weird to like hug them like i feel like that's really like intimate and i'm strange yeah. so Bitch, i was if i paid a hundred bucks i'm gonna hug you <laughs> zoe and stevie straight up asked david Tennant for a hug stevie's like can i have a hug and then zoe was like i would like a hug did david say <laughs> well, yes so yeah. i watch so because i have been watching people going before me and some people were like going in for like some people they had been like shaking their hands so i wasn't sure what the protocol would be yeah but then i so i walk up to anders and he's like hey and i like almost went to hold out my hand and he like (laughs) and i I was like okay (laughs) like okay i guess and then Adam he and opened Blake himself and up for the hug, and you went for the hug. Yeah. yeah, and then so after he did it, I was like, okay, this is just gonna be what it is. Adam was very, Adam was easily like the most approachable, even though he's like the most famous. That's like he's easily the most approachable. He seems like the chillest out of all of them. Yeah, he was. He was really nice. I think he could tell that I was super nervous um, because he's the one who did most of the talking to me mm. he might be the oh one good who did all of the talking he just to me always has seemed so more like personable than 
Yeah, like, well, a lot Durs, of celebrities. Durs was white girl wasted. Um, <laughs> so he wasn't. I don't even know what other people did. And then uh, Kyle is just really awkward. Like I, I could just tell. Like I was like, oh, this isn't your thing. Like being on stage and like you, you've done some acting, but you're really like kind of a behind the scenes guy. Um, and then Blake was just like hanging out, but because he's chill like that. But um, so then. So dude, dude walks through my photos and I'm like, what the fuck? Cause immediately after he like just walks out of the venue, no one stopped him. I didn't see like a pass or anything. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, what the, f-? like, kind of like, what the fuck? Because the photos are being like held hostage. I post on like the Reddit group and the Facebook group. And I'm like, did anybody see who that was? Like, does anybody know who that, who that guy is? Or like, maybe is like friends with him because I would really like those photos because as of right now, they're the only photos in existence of me. <laughs> yeah. With like the you guys. don't even know if you're going to even get your photo. to be Exactly. With. Because the, the company like hadn't been responding to anybody's like emails or tweets or anything. And people start responding to me on Reddit and they're like, yeah, that was Kyle gas from Tenacious from tenacious D. <laughs> and i was like huh and they were like yeah he was at the show like i yelled out like hey kyle like whatever but there's a kyle in the podcast so like that's who i thought they were talking about and also like yeah it happened so fast that i didn't even like see it was him like also, all yeah, i saw I, was a phone I, in my face and the back of the guy's head as he walked away and yeah. I was like, and when you don't know that it's Kyle Glass, he just looks like some dude. Yeah, no, I stalked him, and I was yeah. like, he did not look like what you remembered Tenacious D to look like. So I was no, like, not that's at just all. Especially because, like, especially because he's a little older now, and yeah, I think, exactly. Like, the Tenacious D stuff I've seen was from like back in the day, and it was literally like, from like early obviously 2000s. Jack Black is still a huge presence, but. Either way, I, like, had no clue it was him. And also, I was kind of like, what the fuck would he be doing in Columbus, Ohio? Like, that's really strange. Um, but he resides there. He does. I think he was, he's also on tour. But um, the guys talked about it. They were like, yep, Kyle Gass came to the Columbus show. And I was like, yep, I'm very familiar. I know. (laughs) I'm really familiar. Well, so, okay, so after that happened. Well, you got two meet and greets for the price of one. No, (laughs) seriously. After that happened, like, I... It was, like, my confidence was just kind of shot, unfortunately, because I was just, like, yeah. that was, like, really, like, sho- like shocking a little bit, especially because I didn't know who it, who it was. It yeah. just seemed and like some guy. Yeah. So I just, I just kind of left. I was, like, I was, like, okay, like, really nice to meet you guys. And Adam, like, uh, like, reached out to me and was, like, thank you so much again for coming, like, very genuinely. Yeah. And I was pretty appreciative. And then I left. Um, but, yeah, I DM'd Kyle on Instagram. No response. He did post <laughs> a picture with. He did post a picture with the guys from backstage, but I literally DM'd him and I was like, "Hey, hey, KG, you don't know me, <laughs> um, but I was that girl in your pictures—the redhead with the green shirt and the white tank top. Can you send those to me? Does he have a Twitter? <laughs> uh, yeah, and an Instagram. I Kyle did not want to DM him on Twitter <laughs> because I am not going to send a DM from at Durs Holmvik and be like. Do you have the pictures of me with TII? Like a crazy person. Um, so I, I actually DM'd him from like my personal Instagram. Uh, and he has not responded. So I fear he will never respond and I will never get those photos. I did say though, I was like, I was like, you don't have to send them to me. Cause I know they're on like his personal phone, but I was like, I'm in them, dude. Yeah. I'm in those pictures. Least he you could do is send them to me without consent, and now he, you deserve to see them at least. No, yep. seriously, I was like, <laughs> but I will say, like, 
Kyle was filming the whole night, like on his uh, camcorder. And so hopefully if he makes a little like tour recap video, I'm in it. I'm in it. Someone uh, might have been recording from afar when he jumps into the meet and greet, and that could be like a whole scene. Maybe no one footage. No one was. Well, that's kind of silly. That would be really, really silly, actually. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, one thing that did happen that I was a little bummed about was so I have a T-shirt that. Uh, so okay, the guys have a shirt with Blink One Eighty Two that says I miss the old Blink-182 and it has a picture of uh, Adam Blake and Anders on it. Um, I have a shirt that just says Fallout Boy and it's got Adam Blake, Kyle, and Durs on it. Uh And I was going to wear it to the show. I thought about it, but then I like chickened out. But like that night they talked about Fallout Boy for a little bit because they were like, oh, Isaac, our manager, loves Fallout Boy. (laughs) And I got to like, I got to like, right. I got to like say hi to Isaac Cause he, cause I, Isaac came out and was just like standing nearby and everybody was like saying hi to him. Cause they talk about him all the time. And I was like, man, I wish I would have worn that shirt. Like <laughs> you would have been a topic. Was the meet and greet before or after the show? It was after. Mm. And that's good because I think like, I think if it was before it would have been worse because I needed to be like desensitized <laughs> to them on stage for a while. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, that's my story, and what a Amazing. story it is! Thanks for letting Meanwhile, me talk related for a really long time. To boys that we all love, uh, Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day, and uh, oh my God, Rob's wife, Caitlin. the lovely Caitlin, Caitlin Olson. We're all at the Phillies game last night because I said in a past episode of one of these last three. Oh, I wonder if the Phillies are going to make it to the postseason. They've made it to the postseason. The Orioles I'm very didn't. Excited. Yeah, fuck the Orioles. I'm so fuck sorry. you. <laughs> you don't even live in Philly anymore, so. But, but we beat the fuck out of the Braves. We beat them so bad. Fuck you, you racist ass pieces of shit. Go home. Go oh home, God. best offense in baseball. Fuck yourselves. So now we just have to get through the Arizona Diamondbacks. We've already beat them twice. We have to beat them twice more. And then we get to go to the World Series. Uh, 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 is Who's the other team slated to be? Unfortunately, is it the Astros again? It's either the Texas Rangers or the Houston Astros. Yeah, right. Damn, double Texas. It's whoever wins their series. Right now, right now, right, the Rangers are up two to nothing in the series at the best of seven series, but they're playing right now. Today is October 18th, and the Astros are up five to two in the top of the seventh. Well, because we're still uh, holding them, right? Yeah, we're yeah, still holding we them s- until the strike is yeah, over. Yeah, guys, sorry. This is still a hoarded podcast so yeah it's october 18th at 10 we're gonna have to post some serious photos when these yeah i'll I'll post my tii photo on the on the gram i don't i honestly will have to listen back to all the fucking podcasts at this point to know what we like i don't remember what we talked about yeah it'll be nice though it'll be nice (laughs) after we edit them and after i post them i will i will have not listened to the edit in a good long while too it's normally that i listen to the edit i post it and then i listen to it the next day but like because we're only Ooh. on episode three, and I think it's literally taken us three months at this point again. Yeah. Because <laughs> the strike is still going on. going on, baby. Yeah, once I this is up, that means voice. SAG has gotten a fair deal. Uh, but let's get into it, shall we? This is the Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey. Thank you for waiting out the strike with us. We're if still here. Is we hope you are. <laughs> 
This is we're in season six, episode three, the F word. Wait, what's your name? Oh, my name's Amanda. I'm Evan. And I'm Lena. <laughs> and we are insane people who love shameless and love to scream about it, even at ten o'clock on a Wednesday night. Let's do it. Literally saw a TikTok right before I opened this up of Emmy and Ethan, and I was like, thank you. Oh, do we need, are we gonna, just a oh, little yeah, recap on that. Oh, yeah, they a selfie together recently. Yeah, we, we, we've had a lot of crossovers. Noel and uh, fucking uh, Cameron and Isadora. And yeah. was it, was Emma there? I think Emma was there. Emma. They, Wait, we had a, we, Oh, at the, at the Chinola's picket. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Steve was there. And Steve. Meanwhile, Cam has just been off doing his he was weird in England. shit with his weird mustache he's a mullet now too i think he's really pulling mullet mustache <laughs> we had a emmy and ethan crossover it looked like they like bumped into each other at the park like that's generally what it looked like yeah <laughs> like that yeah um but she that was cute a picture with a former cast member in a good long while she's at least acknowledging that it them, would be right yeah. yeah of all people no it's really cute he was seriously little brother yeah <laughs> But it was very cute. It looked like Fiona and Carl. Like, it was a very sweet picture. Yeah. he Literally, I was like, sometimes when I look at, no shade to Ethan, because I love him, but sometimes when I look at him, I'm like, maybe sometimes child actors shouldn't be, like, that involved in things. Because I'm just like, that kid just seems like, he's just, like, vibing for the rest of his life and just, like, I don't know. I get such Carl energy from him in the nicest way possible. I mean, I guess I guess it's fair though, because it's like, oh, you worked so hard when you were a kid that now you just get to like coast a little. And then also, like, who who knows what he's actually up to? Not to to be deep, but remember how like uh, Emma talked about like she had like a lot of addictions at like a really young age, just because like she was such around like an environment that was just like heavy subjects on that matter. Or am I talking right. out my ass? No, no, no. I know somebody who lived in her hometown and there was like a time that she got like she was really young and drunk and like the cops picked her up. But because she was famous, she kind of got away with it. Yeah, I don't know if it was specifically because like Shameless talked a lot about addiction. I think it was just being in the industry in general. Um, But it's always funny looking at Ethan and Emmy because they look so much like siblings to me. And I think. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Cameron and Emma look, obviously, because they're both redheads, but I think... Jeremy's uh, the only one who, like, doesn't look like any of the kids, but it would... Like, I think he looks like William. He he used to resemble Ethan a little, I think. They got the Um, bug eyes. He does look like Bill. He does does resemble Bill Bill. a lot. Uh, I think... Monica's just gorgeous. Do any of them look like Monica? No. No. What's her actress's name? Uh, Chloe Webb. Chloe. I, I and the thing about casting Emmy was at first I do feel like like they casted her because she was so talented, but they didn't really think about how they would have to build around her. Yeah. You know, as people who looked like her, her they could be her siblings. So instead, they just tried they tried to find people who looked like Bill. Well, because like Ian and Debbie are supposed to look like Frank's brother. Yeah, yeah I was about so, to say like. Yeah. Fucking Ian isn't even supposed Clean. to like look like anyone. Yeah. Um Anyways, yeah. love the cast. It's... Happy they're all seeing each other again. And we we discussed before this, we will not be discussing the intimate details of Jeremy Allen White's personal life. Uh, because it's frankly none of our business, uh, what's come out in the last couple of days. And if you don't know what we're talking about, great. It's none of our business. Right. Like uh, obviously yeah. celebrity gossip's a huge industry and everybody likes to be nosy, but it is really 
strange that so many details were leaked to the public. Yeah. It was or that pe- or that people just feel like they they can like talk about it. I will say most people in comment sections that I saw were saying like this is none of my business. Like why do yeah. we, why should I care? You know? Or like this this feels really exploitative. So it's just like, you know. Yeah. Pe- people are at least saying where the line is. Yeah. It's one thing when it was like, "Oh, there's a Dumois rumor that they might be getting that they might be breaking up. Oh, there's a rumor." But like now it's like, "I actually don't need to know the personal details of their of their childcare. Right. I don't need to know that." Yeah. So Yeah. Just a uh, lot of intense subjects. If you don't subjects, know about it, we don't need to know about. If you don't know about it, you don't need to know about it. You don't need to look it up. So that's And it's definitely old news by now whenever this episode comes out. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> And again, season six, episode three, the F word. This is the first time I've ever seen this episode. Great fucking episode. So good. We've talked about this a lot. I think me no, and Evan, me we've and just Fiona, been like, oh, the F word, great uh, episode. Like <laughs> Me and Fiona in this episode, I love her, but I'm like, mm, I have such a love hate with her because I'm like, this song is so good, but I love Fiona so much. Yeah, this is uh, January 24th, 2016. This Let's all episode- date ourselves. I was 15. Yeah. yeah. I was 20? I was 20. Lena, yeah. were you 13 or 14? I was 13. Wait, wait, wait. I was... This was uh, seven, almost math. eight years ago. So true, math. Well, because it depends on where it is in the year. Do January your age minus eight right now. Uh, 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird because I was watching the show live at this point. I definitely I wasn't. Was I was. Okay I was age. fucked up. Season season six was the first season I watched entirely live. I think I think I caught the finale of season five live. Like that was when I caught up, and then season six was the first one I watched. You know what? I was uh, probably watching. Live. You know what? No, 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 Lena. If I'm dating this correctly, this would have. I would have been starting Shameless in like probably October of like this year because I didn't start watching until my freshman year of high school. I had been watching since the pilot, so I had been watching for six years. So I started it when I was fourteen. In the, was in the la- sorry, I'm in the latter half of of twenty sixteen. I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Okay. It was written by Krista Vernoff. This is her. This is the sixth of eight of her Shameless episodes. So we're toward the end with her. Uh, she did three hundred three. May I trim your hedges? And three hundred nine. Frank the plumber. Both really good episodes. 502 I'm the Liver and 508 Uncle Carl. Uh, this is her only season six episode. Then she did 703 Home Sweet Homeless Shelter and 708 You Sold Me the Laundromat, remember? That's such a good episode, but so, uh. And then her final episode was 803 God Bless Her Rotting Soul. Lena, can you remind me? Uh, Digging a Hole, I think. Oh, hell yeah. So this is her fifth. This is her fifth of eight shameless episodes. And she's also a longtime writer and producer of Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, Private Practice, Charmed. She stays busy. This Private Practice is another fucking doctor show. It was a spinoff of Grey's Anatomy that happened in the early 2000s. Ugh. Where it's a private yeah. practice instead of a hospital. Yep. It's uh, the, the character Addison Montgomery and uh, Amelia Shepard in California. What's I, the only man from Grey's Anatomy I know is the hot man who played Cal in Euphoria. 
McDreamy or McSteamy? One of the two. McSteamy. Sloan. McDreamy is Patrick Dempsey, right? He was in Bridget Jones. Is he the one who got shot? He's also in Scream 3. You know Scream Mm. 3, the cop in Scream 3? That's Patrick Dempsey. What the heck? Yeah. And you know what's so funny? Sidney Prescott from Scream plays Derek Shepard's sister. So funny. That's cute. Um, So this was directed by Nisha Ganatra. This is her first and only episode of Shameless she directs. She's directed one or two episodes on a lot of really great shows like Welcome to Chippendales, Dollface, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Fresh Off the Boat, Mr. Robot, many, many more great shows. I thought those episodes shot really nice. It was fresh. She was one and done. I, I kind of hate the pace of this episode. I kind of can't stand it. It's written Rest like off. a Grey's Anatomy episode, I think. I, it kind of pisses me well, off. But I feel like, Lena, don't you feel like it? Ha- season six has this pacing? Yeah. It, that um, it, and Amanda is just going to keep on going like this. <laughs> it is also like, as much as we love, like, May I Trim Your Hedges, uh, it's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like, I, I think there's merit to letting a story breathe. And there's a lot of like cutting back and forth between storylines in this episode. This is a, this is when they start to hit a stride where they don't have a lot of like emotionally heavy moments in yeah. like, like world shattering story stopping moments. They, they have like some, you know, they have like sad stuff, sad storylines, but Nothing ever really gets its like space. Yeah, there's no nothing, like Monica except for on the like kitchen floor moment. No, no, except for there. There's maybe like a couple random exceptions. I think I think like Ian gets a moment and Lip gets a moment, and then Carl and Nick in a moment. And Carl and Nick in a moment, and Fiona like at the very gets multiple end. moments. Yeah, but like I just. It's nothing that defines an episode, I would say. It's mm. nothing that makes an episode memorable in the same way that, like, uh, except for, honestly, the exception to me is Carl and Nick, but uh, there's nothing that defines an episode where you say, oh, I remember that episode because this thing happened in it. Yeah, nothing, okay. like, can like nothing drags along. A couple, obviously, a couple plot lines do, but, like, nothing really continues on through the ending of this, like, season. Like, I feel like it's a lot of just, like, finish the story start a next one end it like it's a lot of like multiple stories they take a couple episodes and then they close it and then they start something up and then the season's over like it's like two main big stories they focus on it seems like and then all the little subplots and then the season's over okay but it's all good right. i look i enjoy season six i, I yeah. think it's the funnest season i think it's like they start exploring a lot of new things because all the kids are super older now like so like you definitely can see how they've been able to like take different routes with different characters and like carl and debbie get a lot more of like being personable in this season which i really enjoy because like they've always just been the babies and like i don't know it's just like you get there's I feel a like you explore really a lot more with these characters moment where like lip and ian have a closeness that they haven't had in a while mm-hmm. i um, really like that oh there's and, a bit of that in this there's a yeah. bit of conflict in that ian in, this. in this season just looks so good like are yeah we, oh are, i get to that guys he's <laughs> he, oh did you make a little comment i get I to that yet <laughs> i think this season is this season's really carried on the backs of like lip Ian, uh, Fiona. This is Emmy learning, earning her paycheck. In this, this yeah, season. Fiona and Lip, and like, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even say Frank. I would say like a little bit Ian, but not even like as much as uh, he could have had. And then obviously Debbie is like a really main focus because she's like pregnant, so like we're always checking in on her. 
Yeah, but it's not like she doesn't carry the emotional weight of the season. She's like literally the bo- most boring part of the season. Well, Unfortunately. the synopsis of this episode is so much about her. It's Frank teaches Debbie how to work the welfare system to her advantage. And also, Kevin and Veronica visit a paralyzed Yanis in the hospital and try to make amends, <laughs> only to have Yanis arrive home and try to kill the two Lisas with Kev's truck. Here's so the thing true. about the Yanis storyline in this episode. It felt shoved in. It felt shoehorned in where it didn't They belong. just had to end it. It was serious. It was serious, like, attempt at comic relief, but it really was just sad to watch. And it a threw little off bit. the pace. Like, that's yeah. what bothered me is, like, there's one too many storylines and that's the one. But I guess that's not totally Chris's fault because it's, like, someone else started that storyline and now she's got to finish it. But it's also, like, they could have kept him in the hospital for a little longer. I don't know. Yeah, no, they, like, yep, the he's, in the he's, like, immediately home. Yeah. The previously was done by Svetlana. Lena, you can do a good Svetlana impression, right? Do you want to read mm. the quote of Svetlana <laughs> from the- Putting her on the, the spot. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't remember how she says it, so I'll try. But next time you miss Shameless, I cut off your testicle and feed them to a homeless dog who lives behind Alibi. But today you get the free pass. I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you. (laughs) Previously on Shameless. That's the only Svetlana in this whole episode, by the way. I cut off your testicle. (laughs) Previously on Shameless, Debbie is pregnant and will absolutely not get an abortion. It's just Sean, way past that at this point. Yeah. Sean's off the wagon. Fiona fired Ian because, frankly, he was bad at that job. Kev accidentally cut the brakes of his neighbor, and now the man is very hurt. Oh, and Fiona's pregnant. Oh, yeah. Fiona's pregnant. Anyways, <laughs> here's me and Dermot. There he is. Oh, that's Sean cute. himself. <laughs> Title credits. Still getting Jimmy's ass. Fiona wakes up and has to hurl, but is cut off for the bathroom by Nick. So she runs and vomits out of Debbie's window right onto Frank. <laughs> Isn't that like another callback? Doesn't like Carl piss on Frank too in one like he in sure the very does. beginning? Uh, it's Lip pisses on Frank in the first season, but Carl pisses out the window in season four. Yeah. Uh, Frank, who is camping out in the backyard with a Mexican family, like this came out of nowhere. They got kicked out of their home. They got evicted. And so Frank is like, I'm going to rent out the backyard to them. Also, they're in fucking incredible chefs. They're such good cooks. <laughs> He's like, have you had their tamales? They- Let's keep them forever. They, they know how to cook. Uh, this, then- starts- this starts a kind of a storyline that continues into like season seven, I feel like. Or like lays the groundwork for something that comes up in season seven. Yeah. Like- Are you talking about the we'll tamale girl that Carl dates? Mm-mm. It's okay. something. It's with Frank and like what? Anyway, I don't even know if I remember what you're talking about. This is a moment of showing you that the neighborhood is being gentrified. This this family was kicked out of their houses, so now Frank took the opportunity to rent them space in the backyard. And then Kev and V go to visit Yanis in the hospital, and he is just the most racist man. Um, he's checking himself out of the hospital because he doesn't trust any of his non-white doctors. And he believes the Lisas are responsible for his accident. And he's just so racist and hateful with every word out of his mouth. Like, Giannis's character is, like, funny, but, like, because, like, he just says the most absurd fucking things in the entire world. And, like, that's the only thing that I'm just, like, uh, like, I feel like everything he says is just, like, a little bit, like, digging deeper and i'm just like right well it's like that's like why why did you have to write that like you don't need to be that extreme like you could be racist the show's racist through and through but i'm like 
you you had to get so like misogynistic and like uh, but everybody knows a dude like that so it's like yeah all right i'll let it slide everybody knows a guy like that and that guy got um really fucked up in a horrible accident so i don't know Back in the Gallagher kitchen, Carl bought the groceries for the whole family. He is providing. And Fiona's like, hey, where did this money come from? Are you back to selling drugs? He's like, no, I learned my lesson. I'm not selling drugs. Flash cut to him in the stall in school selling guns to the kids at school. What a hustler. I love this kid. But he's telling the truth. He's like, I'm not, I'm not selling drugs. (laughs) Uh, Ian and Debbie gang up on Fiona for being controlling over his men's and her pregnancy. They're like, yeah, who the fuck does she think she is? And Sean heads off to work and Ian's like, oh, so Fiona gets to be late because she's fucking the boss. And she's like, can you drop it? Lip already got you a new job. Well, it's like, yes. Yes. Like, number one, yes. Yeah. Number two, when she shows up, she's good at her job. And she's assistant manager. She's a manager. Managers can kind of come up. Yeah, exactly. My managers are never on the schedule. They're just there. But that's how we get the piece of exposition that Lip has gotten him a new job. And then we go to Carl and Nick. Uh, Carl and Nick agree to drop Liam off on their way into school. And then with the house to themselves, Fiona tells Debbie that she is also pregnant. And Debbie at first is like, fuck you. I don't believe you. And then she's like, oh my God, for real? We can raise our babies together. They're going to be sister cousins. It's going to be so fun. And Fiona's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. She immediately is like, oh, okay, goes to like, we're both having our babies. Yeah, Fiona's like, I'm very sorry about how harsh and cold I was. But now we can go through these abortions together. Won't that be fun? Right. It's like, we can raise our babies together. Nope. We can get our abortions together. <laughs> Matching abortions. And then Debbie is like, fuck you. I'm not getting an abortion. You're a horrible human being. You didn't even bother to divorce your husband. You just ghosted him. <laughs> ghosted. He also ghosted her. Did did he not? Oh, I, yeah, it worked both ways. But then she adds, and now you're going to ghost your baby. Funniest oh. line ever nah, said. She's making her baby a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Fiona answers that by running to throw up, which is when Frank comes in and Debbie's like, hey, Frank, walk me to school. And he goes, what? Like, I'm your father? Like, <laughs> he finishes the question. He's like, oh, right. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just so like, true. he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and we cut to Ian, parentheses, who honestly looks so hot in this episode. He it's something with the hair. looks it's like so good. He's like <laughs> he so sexy. Good. He's at Lip's dorm room. I promise no dorm hallway has ever, ever looked like that. What did it look like? I don't remember. It's so, like, big and spacious. And, uh, like, a beer pong table and constantly people, like, hanging out in the hallway. Oh, yeah, they have, like, like, they have, like, parties true. in the hallway, like, they had in the last season. And I was, like, they that never happened, happened before. to me. That has never like, happened people would Like, people would have ever. parties in their rooms, but, like, you can't have parties in the hallway. That's the whole point of the RA is they'll bust underage drinking. Yeah. If it's Maybe out in the, 80s, the hallway like that. But like... Right, but, like, come on, bro. Uh, Ian tries to hang out with Lip, but Lip's, like, smack in the middle of homework. Like, he's in the zone. And he's got classes today, so, like, he can't he can't hang out with Ian. And then uh, Ian's like, thank you for hooking me up with this job. And Lip's like, yeah, I'll introduce you to my prof who made it happen. And then it just kind of gets awkward, and they're just sort of sitting in the same room. Yeah, because Ian's just, like, sitting there, like, awkwardly on his bed. Because he's, like, expecting Lip to, like, hang out. And Lip's like, um, actually, I gotta do stuff. He's like, 
okay, like, what? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, Ian, go play on your phone or something. <laughs> yeah, so he gets up, he's like, okay, I have to go check into the new job, okay, bye. It's really weird. And then we go back to Frank walking Debbie to school. She's filling him in on the pregnancy news for her and Fiona. And he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna be a grandfather. You're already a grandfather. Chucky exists. He doesn't um, count he, him. Yeah. And he tells her that Fiona is wrong, that Debbie is in the prime of her life for having babies, and that Fiona waited too long to have a baby anyway. And then he says, when Monica was pregnant with Carl, I tied her to the bed and kept her loaded until Carl was too big to abort. That's he's crazy. And so... I'm like, he's definitely just like... He's definitely just like exaggerating, but it's like... Also, what are we aging Fiona at right now? Fiona is in her mid-twenties at the most, but he's saying that Debbie is in the prime of her life to have a baby at 14. (laughs) Get out of here. And so they hatch an intervention scheme to convince Fiona not to have an abortion. And then he goes, okay, see you later. Gotta go to my cancer support group. And she goes, Frank, do you have cancer? He's like, not that I know of. No, but don't they make like a play on like he's like an intervention for an abortion, like a inner or shit like he makes makes him like stupid fucking joke about like trying to say like a intervention for an abortion he's like I've never for been fiona he's like yeah he's I've, oh because she's like she's like we're all gonna get together and tell her that she shouldn't get an abortion and it's like girl what are you to say anything about that do you pay the bills in the house exactly carl pays the bills in the house carl to. should be the one to say and meanwhile, Frank's going to go to his cancer support group to pick up chicks. He's got to go. And then back to Ian heading into his new job on campus. And we are greeted with a legendary character actor, Mike Haggerty. He's a Chicago native. He's the only genuine accent in the show. He was Mr. Traeger, the building super on Friends, the one who did ballroom dancing lessons with Joey, if either of you ever watched Friends. He's also been in episodes of huge shows like Married with Children, Family Ties, Murphy Brown, Star Trek, Seinfeld, and even an episode of Glee. Evan, it was the episode Special Education. Stop. I literally was like reading it. I was like, what episode? And then it says Evan. (laughs) Wait, Special Education. He, I think he just plays um, a teacher or a janitor. I think so. Janitor is his niche. Yeah. That is his niche. But, like, I, I saw That's him. That's so like, oh, funny. Oh, yeah, that is the man from Chicago. That is the actor from Chicago that what's I recognize. His, what's his name again? Uh, his name is Mike Haggerty. He's, like, the guy that you would envision as having done the voice for uh, the pig in uh, Toy Story. Like, that was not him, but that is the voice that you picture. <laughs> He's not alive anymore. He's not? <gasps> he died Wait, what? in May of 2022. Oh, sad. Oh, so sad now. Well, Wait, I'm did either of you ever watch Friends? Yeah, but I, I honestly like. <gasps> he was what? on Good Luck Charlie. He he died. He was in a coma after suffering from a seizure. He was sixty-seven. His seizure was caused by an adverse reaction to antibiotics he was taking for an infection in his leg. No! That's so damn. Up. He was a fucking legendary character actor. No, I'm yeah, I'm looking at his his IMDb right now, or his like Wikipedia filmography. Yeah. Good luck, Charlie. Happy ending. I just, I just said good luck, Charlie. Community. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, he was, he was the captain. Yeah. Goldbergs. Yes, Uh, of course. Yeah. He was in fucking Star Trek. Like, yeah. Oh my God. He he was in Entourage. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, damn. 
And I will say, like, for being a character actor or whatever, he had just done a stint on Somebody Somewhere six episodes yeah. right before his death. He was like, he's a face you recognize, he was, he's a he voice was fourth you recognize. Billing. Yeah. But he's fantastic in this. And he plays a character named Ron, and the other guy in the scene's name is Todd. Todd has a plate in his head, so he's a little bit off. And they told Ian, they're like, Ian, is that with three letters? He's like, yeah. They're like, you're lucky. Because it's, it's, you got to pay extra to get more than three letters on your name tag. Is that why Todd's just T-O-D? T-O-D yeah, he was like, lost Todd lost a D. And he was like, Dave lost his E. And it's like, Dav. 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 Oh, no, he played a judge on, um, at, uh, was this sectionals or was this regionals? Uh, I was this is. Two. That was yeah, special education. Yeah, it's episode nine, so yeah, regionals because it's the smaller, it's the smaller one. Yeah, he played the way a judge. I knew you would need regionals. to know what episode it was. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so very much, everybody. I love uh, Glee. Oh, uh, but rest in peace. I didn't know. Um, he, no, that's so he, sad. Like, <laughs> way to break. Wait, wow. To, well, because I was wow, just looking up his strange. picture, and then it was like Mike Haggerty was, and I was like, what? No. Way to bring the mood down, Lena. But sorry. he's great. He's, it was, <laughs> it's a delight to see him in this. Uh, this is a janitorial job. Like I said, his, he like, yeah, you cast him as a janitor. That makes sense. He's emptying trash all day. And then we bounce from this school to another school. Carl is walking around his campus like he fucking owns the place, speaking with his new black scent, telling Nick, he's like, don't worry, I'll help you find your dream bike one day. And then Carl hits on a girl, Dominique, and she tells him, I already told you and your cornrows to leave me alone. <laughs> Why'd she eat that? <laughs> he said, why you gotta diss the rose? They never did nothing but love you. Her falling for him is like the biggest disservice ever. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> because it's like, she was so right. Well, when does she start falling for him? Is it after he drops his whole thing? Yeah, yeah it's after he takes so. the cornrows out, which is only like two or three episodes from now. But, like, he said that to Dominique, never did nothing but love you. And I was like, Carl, I hate you so bad. And then he goes on a rant about his skin color doesn't mean anything. And how his brother Nick sees back past all of that. And then Debbie walks up. They had Ethan at, like, 15 or 16 doing that. Like, that's sick. Oh, uh, and then the shit, like, when he talks to her dad, dude. Hey, yo, white girl, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, well, yeah, Debbie walks up and she's like, hey, we're going to do an intervention for Fiona. Are you in? And like, I went up from immediately being like, Carl, I hate you so bad. And he turns to Debbie and goes, no, white girl, I don't know you. And I'm like, Carl, <laughs> I love you so bad, actually. <laughs> white girl, I don't know you. <laughs> it was immediate. Like, he didn't think about it for a second. He didn't even turn around. <laughs> He's been saying that at home. <laughs> uh, the principal comes out and says he needs a word with Carl. And it's the same principle from back to school night. We love consistency. And then Kev and V come into Patsy's. Kev is racked with guilt about what he's done to Yanis. And Fiona tells Kev, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you go sit down over there? I need to talk to V. And she pulls V in the back. And the minute that they're behind a closed door, she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> right away. And then uh, V's like, no, no, no. No, Debbie's pregnant. And Fiona's like, yeah, turns out we got a two for one over at our place. <laughs> She's like, it's like a fucking sick joke, V. We're both knocked up. She wants to keep hers. Ian hates my guts. Carl is like turning into a fucking criminal. And I'm, and she starts crying. She's like, what is this? And V's like, oh, it's the hormones. You start leaking out your face till the babies are born. Then you start leaking out your titties. So <laughs> real. 
And then they they hug. It's a very best friend moment. It's a really great best friend moment. And it's a little bit like I could I believe that someone who wrote Grey's Anatomy wrote this because like Christina and Meredith, yeah, very this, very this. Uh huh. The bickering. And then V asks whose it is, and Fiona's like Sean's or or maybe Gus's or or possibly Jimmy's. <laughs> when was the last time she had seen Jimmy? Plus, I don't think he finished. L- listen, don't take much. Damn. I know, I know, I know, I know, but like. Wait, they, when? But they were barely. When in season I mean, five. That toward the end of season well, but five. the but the timeline there's like there's like not really a timeline jump between the seasons. Yeah, and F- V laughs when Fiona's like, "These are the three people whose baby it could be," and V's like, "I'm sorry to laugh. It's not funny, haha, but it's funny, slutty." <laughs> and Fiona's like, "I don't, I don't have to tell any of them because I'm getting rid of it. It doesn't matter. I'm getting rid of it." And then she's like, "I do." I do have to go see Gus, though, because Debbie accused me of ghosting him, and it's bothering me. And V's like, see, it's bothering you because it's true. You did. <laughs> you did. But it's him. like, he hasn't been reaching out to her, I don't think. So it's like, yeah, but well, she is the one that exploded it and walked away. She did also keep the ring, did she not? She did. Yeah. That's the whole the, the impetus it. behind this. Yeah. No, she still oh has it. Oh, my God. Your, gra- your grandmother's Holocaust ring. Yeah. yeah. The pussy ring. Yeah. And Fiona's like, I, his band has a gig tonight. I saw it on Facebook. And V's like, go give back the ring, get your house in order, and then come home and tell Debbie you've done that and tell her to do the same by evacuating her underaged womb. (laughs) (laughs) The mom wisdom kicking in here. Uh, In the principal's office, he tells Carl that students talk and he's heard that Carl is selling weapons. And at first it seems like Carl's in trouble. And then he's like, you know about all the school shootings in the area recently? I want a Glock. Get me a Glock with hollow tip bullets so that if I hit the shooter, it doesn't go through him into some innocent kid. It's like, okay. What a principal wants to protect his kids, I guess. Like, all right. And then back at work, Carl is stunned. The man is too stunned to speak. Back at work, Fiona tells Sean, all of her work is up to date. Can I leave early? I have to handle some personal shit. And he's like, yeah, if you can tell me what it is that you're leaving to do. He's like, don't don't just say personal shit and walk out the door. Well, it's like, I'm your boyfriend. What do you mean yeah. personal shit? Literally. And like I said here, for all of his faults, he can read her like a fucking book. And like, she needs somebody like that to call her on her bullshit. And she's like, okay, so I'm going to go convince Debbie to go to the clinic. And then I'm going to see Gus tonight. And he's like, why? And she's like, to tell him that it's over and that I'm sorry and to give him back his grandmother's ring. Was that so hard? Yeah. He's like, why didn't you just tell me that? She's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because my default is to lie. I don't know. And he's like, okay, go. Go and do that. And she kisses him goodbye. Uh, See, I'm literally still rooting for them. Outside the diner, Frank is waiting to congratulate her on the baby. See... I see what you're talking about with the pacing because why not just go straight to them walking on the street and talking? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like why not continue? Because that's something that the older Shameless would have done was turn that into like a longer scene. And they've yeah. done that so many times, like following them through, like because in, it's and like because places. then I'm I'm looking at the notes here, so like sorry to jump ahead a second, but it's like yeah. why why jump right to the clinic? He's already been talking to her for like 20 minutes as she's been walking. Yeah. No, I see, I agree. I fully agree. 
Uh, back at school, Carl is hitting on Dominique again and using his new in with the black principal to pretend his blackness is validated. And the principal's in on it now that he's getting a gun from him. He's like, I just want to congratulate my fellow black student, Carl Gallagher. So like, shut was, the fuck up. Was this around the same time that, like, the Rachel Dolezal scandal broke? No, that was years before this. Years before. Okay. Who does? I'm like, I'm like the the transracial lady who was just like a white lady. Oh who did yeah, blackface yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what is this necessary? Like, she's still. I see what I see what the selling guns is in response to. It's like the uptick in school shootings. But like, what is what is Carl in response to his? Whole it's thing? this show trying to be the edgy thing it's always been. I think it's and just be- like playing yeah. on that he went to juvie, so now he's. He's now he's black. <laughs> yeah, it's basically. Yeah, and it's like I wonder what I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation in the writers' room because how did that come up? Yeah, like keep in mind it's a room, it's a room full of white people writing this. That's what it is. Yeah, like them having like a black kid hand him a do rag right when he goes into juvie. They were just like, all right, cool. We're get- this is gonna be Carl's plot for a little bit. Yeah. The white kid pretending to be a black kid and getting other black people in the show to validate that fake blackness and also the uh, the racism coming out of the one male character. This episode was written by a white woman. That's for damn sure. That's for I will damn say, sure. like, at least, not even to be, like, brownie points because it's, like, you know, all fucked up, but at least Dominique, like, doesn't... Fall for it. ...accept his advances. And t- yeah, she doesn't fall for it until he drops the whole shtick. But then she ended up being, like, but then she ended up being shitty, so it's, like, whatever. Yeah, fuck her. At Giannis's house, Kev is putting up a sign that says, Welcome home, neighbor, spelled N-A-Y-B-O-R. My dyslexic king. (laughs) And he's trying to clean up the yard, and the Lisas see him doing that. They're like, oh, we'd like to do something neighborly, like put up a new fence, or put in some hedges, or do this or that. And Kev is like, oh my god, stay the fuck away from this man's house. Oh, no. It's like... Dude, not gonna lie, you live in a city, so, like, these renovations that you want to do to people's yards and stuff, that just doesn't work with the landscape you live in anyway. Like, I would be so, I feel like I would be really weirded out, like, walking down the street in a city and there's a hedge. I'd be like, huh? And then we go to, like, just like the, no dorm room hallway looks like this, no fucking high school bathroom looks like this. A girl is changing her baby on the floor. There's a line for the stalls, and you can hear somebody fucking in the stalls. The girl that Debbie is talking to in line walks over and pisses in the sink. Like, what the what the fuck are we doing? Isn't here? there like a girl in a wheelchair in front of her being like, um, I'm next, and then <laughs> and, then and then Debbie, Debbie cuts does... her in line. Oh, cause she's like, expect it, mother. Doesn't she like cross off like the handicap sign and write like and then draws like a pregnant woman? She's like, This stall is for moms and and because other girls like the fuck this is for me too yeah and debbie's like once fiona has her baby everything will be easier because then fiona can watch them both at once because that's easier for fiona (laughs) fiona's ass is at work bro yeah then she cuts the girl in the wheelchair and the girl's like wow you fucking suck and then we go to the clinic where frank is with fiona for some reason again this could have been a walk and talk She's trying to make an appointment for her abortion, but she has Frank in her ear yapping pro-life shit the whole time. And then she's like, can I schedule for next week? And they're like, you need someone to pick you up. Do you have a husband or boyfriend? And Frank goes, she has both. He ate. He ate. (laughs) Every once in a while, he's got a zinger. 
seriously got her. Yeah, it's like generally wait, the you're funniest remembered? character on this goddamn show, but some of his. <clears throat> He's got to filter him out. Uh, back to the neighborhood, Kev is bringing Giannis home, and he sees the neighborhood cleaning up his yard, and, like, grabs the wheel and makes Kev crash the car, and then he hops out and fully flops to the ground face first, because he's paralyzed. And all the leases are just like, you just trying to fucking hit us? I mean, he thinks they're the ones who cut his brakes. So it's like, I, I understand his reaction wholeheartedly, pretty much, because he's like, they tried to kill me. Yeah. Like, yeah. But this is- but but what he doesn't know is that it's like, no, Kev cut it by accident because he thought it was the throttle. <laughs> this was another thing that was like, wow, that was a quick scene of nothing. And then and now let's cut out of this. Like, what is happening in this episode? I guess, is it just to like fulfill a time jump? But a lot of this stuff doesn't even like need a time jump. Yeah. It's, most of it's just like a day, like two days. This yeah. is still one well, day, and then it's I think the same we day. See the next yeah, it's day. just like supposed to be like an hour later or something. Yes, I feel like every one of these episodes is only one day. This is crazy. Um, over I to Ian again. I like that though. Like it makes me feel more involved. If that makes any sense. That we're with them for like a two weeks, a day. like two weeks total. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's just like I don't know. It's cool to me because like instead of just like how we feel like sometimes with other episodes, you're just like, what the fuck happened? But now you're just like, oh, I literally tell you their play by play. Because it's like it's like a lot of plot isn't doesn't hinge on like actual physical action it hinges yeah. on like interpersonal dynamics or yeah, it's a lot of emotional beats heavy. yeah which i really like shows like that so i'm like okay i'm here i think that's why that the show is like has kicked it for so long because it's just like so unique because it's more personable than just like the average just like sit down show because i'm just like i'm just hanging out with these characters for a day this is great and then we go over again to Ian. He's, like, coming into Ewan's office to clean it. And then, he, but Ewan and Lip are in there. Cam's accent, so terrible. The way he says trash. Like a Chicago the, accent? Yeah, his Chicago Bro, accent why even so try? Like, no, <laughs> one started is, the, no one else is putting on a Chicago accent in this This was show. when Cam started the method act. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting so into it. He was like, and I am Ian. Ewan's Professor Ewan's kind of tears into Ian for not finishing high school and like it immediately knocks Ian down a peg like any confidence he's gained from being employed immediately gone yeah it was I rude. will say because like Ian had a lot of potential but I, I will say like someone having a psychotic break kind of a valid reason to not finish high school exactly sure. but also it's like you didn't get your GED yeah you could have gone back You've decided yeah. not I mean, to. I mean, he, he does get it eventually, I'm pretty sure, f- but it's like... yeah. He's also decided to fight his diagnosis and fight his meds every step of the way. Like, he's still in that part of it. He ain't completely healed. Right, which is also, like, it is also, like, understandable. Yeah, that's a phase of it. That's, that's part of coming real. around to it. And then Debbie comes home and meets one of the people renting the yard, and Frank tells her Debbie is pregnant. And in Spanish, the woman asks, is it too late for an abortion? <laughs> and Debbie's like, oh my god, gracias. <laughs> she is so funny sometimes. <laughs> and then Frank tells Debbie he's going to teach her how to take advantage of the welfare system now that she's pregnant. And Carl offers to pick up Liam from school because Debbie's like, I, Frank, I can't go with you. I have to pick up Liam. Carl's like, I have to pick him up. I want to introduce him to someone. He wants <laughs> Dominique to see he has black family. <laughs> And uh, back to Ian and Lip again. Again, the bouncing around bothers me in this episode. Lip describes Ewan's as Frank except employed. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, I think. 
He is as smart as Frank thinks he is. Yeah. He just somehow was able to, but he just graduated college unlike Frank. And and honestly, too, like, Frank is very smart. Yeah. So it's like. He's just not intelligent. Yeah. But he, he does know a lot of things, which is just, like, an interesting character trait. Like, he does know a lot of random facts. Yeah. And he did go to college. He just didn't finish. Yeah. And, like, yeah. especially in, like, the, the later seasons, like, he's very, like, hip with, like, what's going on, too. Like, he, he knows. Like, he up. knows. Uh, Lip runs into a classmate while he's talking to Ian and, like, justifying Ewan's behavior. And they start discussing Schrodinger's cat because it's what they were learning in class. And the conversation confuses Ian and makes him feel stupid. And so he bails and says, I got to go clock out. Goodbye. That's me all the time. They were they were definitely talking about the actual physics concept though, not just like the like philosophical Schrodinger's cat where it's like, oh, do you if you open the box? They were definitely talking about like the equations part of it. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> and then back to Frank and Debbie. He's telling her how much she can get per month for her baby, and then he tells her, "We'll get you signed up. Then we'll work on Fiona, who has already made her abortion appointment, by the way." And she goes, "Shit, do you know how to do an intervention?" And Frank's like, "Yeah." never been on this side of one but yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they get to the front of the line and frank's like we need to sign her up because of this and then they hand him forms and he's like no 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 you're missing a form here give that to me right now i know he's like um you're missing like b2 form and she's like oh my apologies (laughs) he's been around the block once or twice carl brings liam to dominique's house where her dad answers the door who i think is a cop because he's got one of those cop shoulder holster he is a cop you would be right this this is i think how carl starts to get into like military and cops yeah this is where like carl copaganda starts which is like at first presents a really interesting like father son type dynamic actually and then when this character goes away it it kind of starts to be stale like how we yeah, know they lost like the the i feel like they lost the like, heart the that was the basis for carl's like motivation for yeah. becoming a cop but then when you take that away and then you just have like cop carl on the south side you're like oh yeah oh carl introduces liam to the dad and is like this is my biological brother we have the same mom same dad dom's been calling me white all day and then he drops the n-word in relation to himself and like, okay, white boar Carl has fully arrived. And the dad hears him say that and then picks up a baseball bat and says, I will give you a 10 second head start. Take Shaq with you. Referring to Nick. Referring to Nick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carl and Nick run away while the dad is counting down, but we stay with the dad and Liam is standing right there. <laughs> this part is so funny. Well, because Liam's like, I'm a little kid. I'm just, I'm just here. And so Carl has to double back while the dad is counting and grab Liam and run away. That I like the way that that just stayed with the dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Carl has to come running back into the frame, actually. Uh, back to Fiona, who's now out at the bar with V. And she's like, I don't know what to say to Gus. And V's like, how about I'm pregnant with what may, with what may be another man's baby, so we should probably get a divorce. Here's your ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's already on stage, like, getting his shit set up. And she goes over to talk to him. And it's awkward. And she tries to start talking, but they get cut off. And he tells her he's glad she's here, that he wrote a song for her, and that he invites her to stay. And so she and V are like, all right, let's go to the bar and get a drink. Because even even V's like, we're staying? (laughs) Over to Ian again. Seriously, fucking hate the story structure of this. How are we only halfway through the episode? Uh 
there's a party in the hallway, which once again, not going to happen. But Ian starts playing beer pong with Lip and his friends. And then we cut back to Fiona. Gus is giving her a shout out as his wife while he's on stage. And then he starts a song called The F Word. And listeners, this is the first time I've ever heard this song. Ah, the meatiest, juiciest so song good. that I've been There's so a, excited for you to see. Did you watch the lyric video on YouTube? There's like a kind of pseudo music video for it. I didn't, but I was paying attention to every word he was saying. It's good. I got married to the F word and my heart slowly died. Fucking Fiona was fucking everyone. Fuck you, Fiona, because now I'm done. Ooh. I feel real bad for Fiona. This must be so hard. Shit was catchy. (laughs) And I love the entire scene. Like, Gus is just, like, making eye contact the entire time. And then everyone's heads slowly start turning towards her as he progressively sings, like, more harsher lyrics. Oh! Why do I feel like the crowd, like, parts like the Red Sea? (laughs) Well, they all, because he's like, hey, everybody, look, that's my wife over there. This song is about her. And they all just slowly start to look at her like, oh, shit. (laughs) This is like, uh, you know, that Pete Davidson meme, like, uh, talking about Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. He's like, I love you. I love you, right? Shit was catchy. (laughs) Shit is very catchy. Shit is very catchy. And, like, Fiona is steaming, but I'm like, I could listen to Fuck You, Fiona, all day, actually. That man also just can sing so well, and he's so sexy. I still follow him on Instagram. (laughs) You say that every week? It's so funny! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and it's still true. (laughs) Over to Ian in the dorm again, sitting on the floor, wasted as hell, looking like Jerome. Jerome-looking ass. He looks pale as shit in this scene. Like, he looks like he's actually drunk. Method actor. Yeah. Ian asks if he can crash in the dorms for a while, that the house is hard. He starts with, like, can I crash here? And Lip's like, oh, tonight? Yeah, absolutely. You can fucking crash here. And Ian's like, I mean, the house is hard. And, like, we've shared a room for our whole lives. So, like, and you got a room to yourself. So we, uh, why don't I crash here for a while? Why don't I stay here? And Lip takes a second. And tries in the nicest way possible he's like, to say, like, he's, he's I, like, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. he's like, I've earned my space, I think, actually. And I, you can crash here whenever you want. Just like, you can't move in. Like, you can't move in. Ke- he already dealt with that. Was, wait, is this pre-Kev or after? It's after Kev. Okay, yeah, so this is after Kev. He already dealt with a fucking roommate. He's over it. <clears throat> But it's like, he was like, listen, you're my brother and I love you. And like, of course you can come here and party and crash and that's great. But like, I, I'm doing this college thing and I, I need my space. Like, I need, I need that. I need you to give me that. And Ian Which does was not so like right. That. It was so right. But Ian, from Ian's perspective, he's like, I'm really struggling. Everything in my life just got turned upside down. And like, Lips but the it's last like, person but it's on like, his bro, side. But it's also like, bro, you don't even want to be living there. Yeah. Like what? You want to sleep you want to sleep out. on Lip's floor at his college dorm. He just needs to not face somebody who's making him face his mental health issues. He needs to like he wants to run away from that. So he's like, "I can hide here." And Lip's like, "No, no you can't." And we go back to Fiona being she has she's back from being roasted like a chicken, just absolutely roasted alive. And Sean is outside of Patsy's, uh, smoking. 
And she's and he's like, how was Gus? She goes, angry. He was he was fucking angry. I left after a few songs. And she's so, like, how was your wait, day? So did she leave after F you Friona or did she just did she like, stay? Yeah, did she stay for more? <laughs> I really wish we would have seen the end of it. I wish she like threw a ring at him and then just like left. Yeah. Been like, yeah, fuck. Like, or no, think- no, no, no. She kept the ring. She yeah. kept the ring. And then yeah. she pawns it later, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, how was your day with the, with the not doing drugs thing? He's like, it went great. I didn't do any drugs. <laughs> She's like, hey. Like, you had one goal and you accomplished it. <laughs> I'm so proud and of then you. She starts to cry and he asks, oh, are you going to dump me because of my slip? Like, it's like, is this over now because I slipped and I was on drugs? Because you've been acting weird ever since I told you and now you're crying. And she's like, don't. No. <laughs> I love how he just says everything. He just says it always, like, so nonchalant. But, like, you know he's, like, genuinely, like, can you, like, fucking tell me? But it's just, like, "Mm, you've been acting, like, really weird. Can you, like, tell me what is happening with you? Yeah. And she's, like, the crying is because Gus wrote a song called The F Word and played it and it was about me. And he goes, that's such a pussy move. If I were him, I would have just burned your house down. He is so fun. I'm having a hard time not, like, rooting for him. Like, knowing no, he doesn't last because I love him. I love him. Like, all things considered, he is probably the one of the best boyfriends she ever had. <laughs> all things and, considered. And, like, that him little joke is like, I would have just burn your house down. That makes her smile. Well, because it's like laugh. he gets her. Doesn't he make a joke at her, like, was the song any good, though? And then she starts, like, <laughs> laugh crying again. She's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was catchy. It was kind of good. He asked when she's leaving at the end of the scene, he's like, can you sing me a few bars? And she just oh, puts yeah. them off. <laughs> That's what it was. She kisses him and she tells him she loves him and she invites him home. And he's like, no, I have to go to a meeting, but let me let me walk you home. She's like, no, no, no. Go to your meeting. That's important. Go to your meeting. And, like, I like them so much. I like no, them I so much. Like, like, more I'm, than I liked her with Jimmy, I like him so much. Like, I will never be mad at him. I am just will always be sad, sad for him. Like, I, yeah. like, the way they describe addiction and talk about it within this show, like, they always try to be like, they're not a bad person, but I feel like they really used his storyline to villainize him with his addiction when they've dealt with so many other addictions in the show. So, but it's like, like, I always feel for him. They they kind of, it not even, like, in the moment, it's more, like, after the fact. Yeah. Like, but like still, regardless, after like his kind of blows up. But, yeah. like, I will say, the one thing that he doesn't have that her and Jimmy always had was, like, seriously raw sex appeal <laughs> like yeah like they're both sexy and they're sexy together I but mean, there was some insane chemistry going on between jimmy and fiona yeah. i agree she and justin had great chemistry let's flash back to last week of her and sean in that opening scene of that I hate episode that scene. and then the ending scene of that episode oh that was that was hot like he's sexy don't get me wrong but <laughs> i don't know just like Fiona and an older dude. It's not for me. <laughs> uh, the next morning, Fiona wakes up again and pukes. Morning sickness. And then she goes downstairs where there is baby shit everywhere. And Frank and Debbie and Kev and V and the family from out back are there for an interabortion. So funny. So <laughs> funny. Absolutely v, hilarious. 
V is like, I am here for you. I came here to support you. And Kev's like, I'm here because I paralyzed a guy. And I feel guilty. <laughs> He's like, oh, it feels so great. He's to like, say I'm that. here because V's here and I can't be left alone. <laughs> and then Frank tries to get religious on her. And she's like, can you name our priest? And he's like, Gallagher's don't abort. She's like, no, you just abandon your kids after you have them or drink so much you don't remember them. And Kev, she says that, and Kev from the sidelines is like, boom! He's, love him. And uh, Frank says, that is the Irish way. And he tells her he had to talk Monica out of having an abortion with Fiona. And look how well that worked out. Well, I bet Fiona's like, I did not ask to be born. <laughs> I did not ask to be born. Literally. My life's going kind of shitty right now. Like, Could have saved us all a lot of trouble, actually. <laughs> and uh, Debbie's like, I want our, our babies to be cousins and play together. And Fiona's like, they are not cousins. They are not babies. They are the size of warts. And when you get a wart, you freeze it off. <laughs> and again, Kev from the sidelines is like, damn, that's cold. And V smacks him. She's like, you are not watching a tennis match on the TV. People can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> And then V offers the words of a mother. She's like, I love my babies, but I was not 15 when I had them. Logic. One, it's like Fiona's already got a bunch of babies to take care of. Yeah. She like, literally it, I has... just think, I think she knows too, like, it wouldn't be fair to her child if she had all these other responsibilities as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who knows in 10 years if she wants to have her own kid. But, like, my God, she's been raising kids for her entire life. She does not need another one. Liam still has at least 12 more years. Yeah. Liam is, like, four or five. Yeah. If I'm aging him with the seasons, he should be, like, yeah, like, five or six. He should be, like, five or six, but since not all the seasons take place over a year, it's, like, he's, like, five. Yeah. But still. Still. Fiona breaks up the meeting to go have breakfast. She's, like, fuck this. I'm going to have breakfast. And she tells Frank, if you say another word, you will be sharing a mattress with your friends out back. You will not be welcome back in this fucking house. And then we go to the dorms. Ian is cleaning up a mess from the party. He's like mopping up puke. And Lip tries to help by mopping up the hallway puke. He's like, it's probably mine. And Ian's like, fuck off. I don't want your help. Leave me alone. And he's like, I do not want to hear about how hard it is in your job as a TA while I stand here cleaning up your fucking puke. And Lip fights back. He's like, hey, if you want a better job, go fucking finish high school and get a better job because you can aim higher and you're just choosing not to. This scene sucks because it's like Lip didn't really do anything. It's just Ian needs somewhere to take his anger out on. Yeah. And this is brothers being real with each other in only a way that siblings can. Well, it's also like they've had this exact conflict before. Like this is a... This is a part of their relationship as a whole. Is this that is Ian when feels like he's living in lip shadow all the time. And the truth of the matter is, he is a yeah. lot of the time. Like, yeah. how do you measure up to your brother who's a genius? Like, it's just like, you know. One thing I do respect about this show is that they have mastered the way that siblings talk to each other. Because, like, you're right. Only your brother or sister can talk to you like this. They only then only they can get that real with you. And, like, because they're right, but you're going to be pissed at them anyway, because fuck you. Right. And I think, and I, I think Ian does know that Lip is right. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want to accept that a lot of people are right about a lot of things about him right now. He can't accept it. He, so he won't. And, like, bottom line here, Ian feels like Lip is looking down on him. And that's because Lip is looking down on him. Because Lip expects more of him. Because he knows Ian can be more and do more. Mm-hmm. 
and but then they start throwing punches until lips pres- lips resident comes out and breaks it up and ian storms out and flips a table <laughs> oh i remember that that clip was so funny <laughs> It's literally school. just like a foldable table. Like it didn't need to be all that extra. Like you gotta move that. Just <laughs> embarrassing. Over to high school, the AP calculus teacher corners Carl. He's like, "Are you even one of my team? Am I even in your class?" And she's like, "I teach AP calculus. Of course you're not in my fucking class." And but she's like, "I know what you've been doing. I want a Smith and Wesson lady model gun with a pink handle, preferably." And she's like, "I have cash." <laughs> yeah. So now he's dealing with multiple teachers. And Debbie comes home early from school and Fiona and she tells Fiona, I will support your decision to abort if you will support my decision to have the baby, because the only support I have right now is Frank and he's Frank. And Fiona's like, listen, I do believe you're going to be a great mom someday. We can have babies together in 10 years. And Debbie admits, she's like, I didn't make a mistake. I did this on purpose. Like, she admits it. She's like, I tricked Derek into getting me pregnant. I did this. I wanted to do this. At least she said it out loud. At least yeah. she's conscious. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it's like, okay, right to choose. But, but it's I like, do... Do you know how deranged you have to be to admit that you tricked someone into getting you pregnant? Psychotic. Oh, yeah. That's out of the question for sure. Like, in, in terms of the whole, like, abortion debate between, like, Fiona and Debbie, like, like should Debbie get an abortion? It's like, yeah, I think she should have the right to choose. But also, it's just, like, I don't know. I just, I have some feelings about, like, how, how entitled she should feel to support after having her baby then. Because I yeah. think a lot of the time after she has Franny, she's like, well... I mean, to her credit, like, she doesn't do this all the time, but she will be like, well, you guys have to help me because you're my family and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, honestly, they they don't, though, yeah. because you've admitted their... this is a choice you made. You right. Made exactly. And like, yeah, to Debbie's credit, she is very she is pretty independent after having Franny, um, you know, gets her GED and everything. So it's like, all right. Yeah. But like, it just sucks Fiona's- all around because it's like you you baby trapped a guy essentially. Yeah. You used you used a baby as a pawn, and yeah. continue and- to use your baby as an object later. And so. you don't even have the presence of mind to go like, oh fuck, I might have fucked up. I might have made a mistake. Like there's there's no come to Jesus moment. You're just stuck in this. You've decided you're doing this. And Fiona's like, yeah, Debbie, Frank is the only person on your side, and that should fucking scare you. Because I'm not, this is, this scene is cold as ice. No, She's it like, is. I'm not helping. I'm not changing a diaper. I'm not going to be woken up by your child. I'm not going to be there for you because you are not going to be here. You have this baby, you get the fuck out of this house. Like, cold. Damn. She mother, she did mother, but also <laughs> the most like. mother Fiona has ever mothered, ever mothered. I fear. <laughs> but also like, that doesn't end up happening. Debbie gets yeah. to stay in the house, of course. Yeah, no, literally, but I she think, has I the think baby she... immediately, and they're like, oh, welcome home. I think I think she does have to pay rent. I'm also, I mean, I'm also not entirely sure, like, what happens contextually around Debbie having the baby that makes Fiona like, okay, yeah, you can stay. But yeah. I, do, I do think she kind of has to start maybe paying rent. No, she does. It might be like I, a, everyone does, easy... though, not just her. 
It might be that it's easy to lay down the law when you think it might work and you think it might finally be the thing that pushes her to get the abortion and, like, when it's just an idea. Yeah. Right, because then when she actually sees the baby, she's like, all she's right. She's like, that's my niece. Like, yeah. you can stay. All right, fine. Cute baby. <laughs> like, But, like, Fiona, like, mothers in that scene has, had a, has the stone-cold mom face. And then Debbie leaves the room and Fiona breaks in that way that her face breaks. She just, like, crumbles. Yeah. And she, she cries and Sean comes in because Fiona called in sick to work. She's like, yeah, because I'm sick. Uh, and he tells her he's clean and sober and so he can listen and respond if she, for fuck's sake, can tell him what's going on. And then we cut away from that, however, for more of Giannis for some reason. Again, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fucking fit. It's also just like, why could this not have happened after the rest of the yeah. scene? Yeah. Because I'm, like I'm again, here. looking at what comes after. Why could this not have come after? Yeah, like the the pace and the emotional weight of that scene we just saw could have continued for another couple of minutes with it's the with the conversation between Fiona and, and Sean. Um, it's li- literally just Giannis being angry. That's the whole scene. And then we cut back to <laughs> Fiona and Sean in her kitchen. He pokes at her a little until she finally spills. She's like, I'm pregnant. I'm not keeping it. And you don't get to have an opinion on that. And I don't know if it's yours. And you also don't get to have an opinion on that. Because I can't have an opinion on your drug use. So you don't get an opinion on this. And he sits there. And he takes that in. And then he goes, all right, I have to go to the bank and make a deposit. You want to come with me? Like, Uh, (laughs) I love them. I love you, Sean. I am obsessed with them. I love him. No, I know great. it's going to end badly, but I love him. Eat the shit the, 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 Listeners, Evan and Lena have been looking at each other conspiratorially every time <laughs> that I say that I love Sean. Because they know things I don't know. <laughs> Not even conspiratorially, because I just, I straight up just agree with you. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah. All things considered, he was probably Fiona's best boyfriend. But you know things I don't know. And so you're like. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I enjoyed their time together the most because he was like the most real person she dated. Like, not saying like they weren't real people, but right. like he tells you what it what the fuck is up. He doesn't care what's going on around you because he's been there, he's done that. It's Jimmy, like everyone had their own components of why I really enjoyed her partners, but he just he relate. I feel like he was able to relate to her the most out of everyone she fucked with, and I think that's why like. It's a different connection, I feel, for them than, obviously, she than we do with, like, her and Jimmy. But, like, I don't know. Right. I love this well, guy. Well, I'm, like, I, I feel, feel like, like I ask myself the question a lot of, like, am I mad she didn't end up with this guy in the end? And it's, like, mm. honestly, no. I'm not no. mad that she didn't end up with any of her partners because I really think Fiona, like, deserved to have some time alone in a, in a good way. Like, in a way yeah. that allowed her to become more in touch with herself. Because mm. I feel like she never really got that. Even when she was single, I felt like she wasn't really connected to, like, who she was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. instead was just focusing on, like, whatever big problem was in front of her. So, or she was fucking around. She's like, I'm single, but I'm fucking around. But, like... Right. Yeah. So I do like that she ended her time with being by herself. I feel like as much as they're emphasizing his sobriety, that that's a big hint that that's a big reason that everything blows up. 
And so I feel like if he could have stayed sober and they could have built something together, like they could have been it, man. They could have yeah. been it. It's a little, yeah, it's a little nuanced, but we'll get there. Yeah. Because is it end of this season or end of season seven? I think of this season. season. Gotcha. Yeah, because he sticks around for a couple, like at least, what, is it three seasons? It's the, no, it's the end of, yeah, it's the end of this season because the end of next season is Monica. Right. As oh, cool. did they do, they jump that fast with this season? Oh, yeah, because Caleb's there. Duh. Duh, I, I forget duh, every duh, time duh, that duh. Caleb's in this season. I think about it every, like, couple minutes, and I'm like, I think well, we the end of this episode, we'll... Is, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah. Well, I'm you like, don't even yeah. meet Caleb. No, fun fact, no. you don't even meet Caleb in this episode. You meet Caleb next episode. But at school, Dom walks by, Dominique walks by, and Carl doesn't even try to hit on her. He doesn't see her, he doesn't hit on her. And she confronts him about it. She's like, what, you don't got nothing to say today? And... She's like, my problem with you isn't your skin color. It's that you're acting like a gangbanger for no reason. And he goes, you don't like rap? And she goes, I prefer Shakespeare. A white woman wrote this. But it's like, why would he, why would he even say that to, to just for her to be like, you're acting like a, like a gangbanger. And he's like, you don't like rap? It's like, and like, when have you ever rapped once or talked about rap? When did she say that? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, but that and then her response of I prefer Shakespeare, a white woman wrote this. Oh, like, a Grey's I Anatomy writer. Wait, she wrote on Grey's Anatomy, right? Yeah, she did. A Grey's Anatomy writer. Yeah. Uh like if I didn't know that from the credits, I would know it from that interaction. Uh and then Dom walks away a little, she smiles a little, and then a kid trips and drops his lunch tray and it makes a loud banging noise. Which means every teacher, lunch lady, janitor, everybody pulls their fucking gun that Carl. This is how you do comic relief, I think. It's so funny. But this is also the subtle, like, everybody's response is like, we'll give teachers guns. That'll solve everything. Like, kid dropped his lunch tray and they almost put a bullet in somebody. Over to the balls. Kev is feeling guilty about the Giannis thing still. And V's like, okay, so Giannis, maybe he didn't deserve working legs. He's kind of a piece of shit. Maybe this is the universe doing what it's supposed to do. And Kev saved the neighborhood by taking away this asshole's mobility. And you should let go of the guilt and focus on what's good in our lives. And the fact that you have two small children and you cannot admit to him that you did this or he'll kill you. Like, shut the fuck up, Kev. And in Lipstorm, he's smoking with his buddy, talking about how driven Ian was in high school, that he wanted to be a soldier, and that he thinks Ian's diagnosis dooms him to being their mom. And maybe it's true. And his buddy goes, maybe it's not. And you know what would have been fun with Lip and this guy? If they were fucking. That would be uh, fun for me. <laughs> yeah. That real. man secreted I think th- nothing but loser. I, I would have never seen it coming. I I just think this is a great scene. I think because it's hard for Lip and Ian. I mean, it's it's never. No, let me take that back. It's never been that hard for Lip and Ian to talk to each other and to tell each other what they think of the yeah. other. But I think it's really important to see the way that uh, Lip talks about Ian to other people. And I think I think the reverse is true. There's a really good scene in season seven where Ian, um, I mean, I'm not even really going to spoil it, but Ian, Ian talks to somebody else about Lip. And yeah. I just think like that's a way that you get a lot of depth on their relationship and like Boom. how they view each other yeah so i really like this scene and like i very i did really like 
hearing him like you know that i i hype zoe up and her talent to like everybody who will listen to me like yeah that's i i like seeing somebody talk about their sibling like this also just dynamically with the amount that this guy has been in this episode it's like wouldn't it be fun if he and lip were fucking wouldn't bro that be fun? it's so funny when they do that because it's like you're telling me these people have friends like no yeah. way like Is it he, the one this... who fell out of the window last season oh yeah i'm like i'm like this guy is I'm just a, a glorified prop at this point yeah, he's just someone else that Lip can talk to. Oh, no, no, he wasn't the one that fell out the window. No, it's literally some random was... who just, like, lives on the floor, I'm pretty sure. No, it's the guy, it's the the guy... guy who broke up the fight, right? No, it's the guy he, like, does yeah, the coding and, but, with. Yeah, but, hold on, he's the guy with the weed. He's the weed connection who is also the hacker that Lip tried to get him to hack. Ah. Yeah. So it is a legit Lip friend. Yeah. And then, remember, he shows up again with Lip's internship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And wouldn't it be fun if they'd been fucking the whole time? Wouldn't that have been fun? Like, because they gave no, co- Lip no friends. In, they gave Lip no friends in college besides this single fucking kid. And his roommate, sort of, but, like, not really. Oh, yeah, that Former was, that ended by the, yeah. Fuck Amanda, you see her again, unfortunately. Uh, the show was so afraid of bisexuality, it was crazy. yeah. Him, Lip and Fiona were so bi, it was insane. And, like, cowards for not chasing that. That uh, is a whole gay family. <laughs> wasn't Fiona supposed to date some bitch in season nine? Vanessa? Season and no. they gave yeah, it to Vanessa. Debbie Was her name Vanessa? There, Nessa? Nessa. Nessa. There was supposed to be a gay Fiona storyline or a bi Fiona storyline, and they gave it to Debbie instead. Boo. Yeah. That was, like, around the same time-ish, because they knew that she was heading out. There's a quick insert of Ian walking down the street and catching a glimpse of himself and the Dove, like, uh, name tag in the shop window. <laughs> and he keeps it pushing. So funny. And then to Sean and Fiona waking up, walking up to the house to find an eviction notice taped to the front door. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, next episode is going once, going twice, right? I think so. But, like, don't they own their so house? Good. Like the cousin uh, deal and everything. They talk about it. They renting. talk about it. They don't. They don't own it. They've been paying Patrick rent, and Patrick was bucks. and Patrick was supposed to use that rent to pay the mortgage, and he hasn't been. He has not yeah. been. So they they do talk about it. Yeah, because uh, I think we actually see Patrick next episode. Yeah, and so Ian, after that like moment of contemplation with C with Ian, now Ian is on a bridge. Does anybody think for a minute that they were like? That Ian is contemplating jumping. That is why we. He yeah, that is Absolutely. why he's on the bridge. That is yeah. why he's on the bridge. And then he turns around when he sees and hears a really fucking bad car crash happen, and the one driver runs away, and the other car catches fire, and Ian runs up to it. The driver's unconscious. Ian runs to the burning car, pulls her out of it right before it explodes, and he gets he gets her out. He passes out, and he comes to when a firefighter is waking him up. A handsome firefighter. (laughs) Cut to credits. The after credits scene is all of the teachers handing in their guns. (laughs) To the principal. It's so funny. (laughs) And the credits music was a heavy guitar track, Vipers by Rubicon. Rock and roll. God, Ian is such a tragic character to me. Yeah. In so many ways. Because I'm like, he's always had this like passion for like saving and helping other people. I mean, as, as like, much of a victim as he was of like the military industrial complex of like preying on underprivileged kids he really thought it would be like a way to help people and then he wants to help people by like 
being an EMT or, like, a firefighter or whatever. Like, he just wants to be in, like, public service. And then he loses all of it. Yeah. And he ends the up next- happy and married, but it's, like, he doesn't At get what to- cost? He doesn't yeah. get to do, like, what he really, really loves to do, which is just, like, to help people. And that's really sad to me. Uh, the next episode is Going Once, Going Twice, and the synopsis of that, like the sneak preview of the next Baseball. episode, Fiona Baseball. is confronting Patrick about the eviction notice, but her only choice is to get a mortgage from the back bank. Ian bakes cookies for the firehouse and discovers he was saved by the shift of gay firemen. It's like, Amanda, what that fucking scene is serendipitous so coincidence, like... <laughs> That's something no. that happens in a TV show and no other time. No, it's so <laughs> you know, funny. It's so funny. Station 19, Krista Vernoff's other firefighter show, gay, gay people everywhere. <laughs> she was like, there's a gay shift. They put all of them on one shift so that they don't fight with the straight people. No, that's literally, they're like, they put all the gay guys on one shift so there's no, like, discomfort. I was like, damn. That's so stupid. Because you know the number one, like, like cops will judge you, and cops will be racist and homophobic and stuff. Firefighters are the least likely. Like, they're like, okay, let's shit. go fight this fire, bitch. <laughs> but, like, they're those are the kind of guys that are like, I really don't give a fuck what you look like or who you are. Can you pull me out of a burning building? Thanks so much. Like, <laughs> yeah. Th- so this episode, like I said, I fucking hated the pace of this episode. But yeah, it's whack. F word. The F word, baby. Fiona. <laughs> With your fist of flame and fire. <laughs> fucking Fiona was fucking everyone. Oh, fuck I you, felt Fiona. like I could fly. <laughs> fucking fucking Fiona. Fucking Fiona. Was fucking everyone. everyone. That's so I'll send you. I'll send you the, the link actually. to the like the official like lyric video they posted when this came out because they used like the promo imagery uh, for the season. The like really cool retro shoot. Yeah, so good. We find a way to do a remix of it that's just different enough that we can't get copywritten, and we make that our theme song. <laughs> all right, what did y'all think of this episode? Um, I like it. I love Gus. I love yeah. Gus. Gus. Oh, no, not Gus. Sean. I love Sean. <laughs> no, I love Gus. I think, He's I sexy. I think it's an episode with big moves for uh, Lip and Ian. Yeah. I think. This is not the last time we see Gus, by the way. I think Carl's really? storyline yeah. was like, Carl's storyline was like annoying, but like tolerable. But it's um, opening up a lot of Carl's For the future. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Debbie. Debbie's annoying Unfortunately, Unfortunately, it is like, okay, she does move the plot along for other people. And Frank Not is even just kind the of, like, her, like, a whole... That. Yeah, like, it basically, like, it's gonna be, like, the Frank and Debbie show for, like, a couple more episodes. Then it's gonna be, like, the Fiona Sean episode for, like, show for a couple episodes. And then it's gonna be the finale, and you're gonna be like, I feel like I'm missing something. Um, there's lip stuff lip and ian makeup lip and ian but there's also lip on his own is this not when he moves into like the sorority house no this is before this is when all the stuff with uh helene starts to helena starts okay it's because it's helene it's what remember it's what this is this is like an episode or two away from amanda doing that thing oh yeah don't don't 
Doesn't him and Helene, like, go to, like, a conference together or something? Yeah, I think that's next episode. Because Fiona... Oh, yeah, because he's calling Fiona back and forth about, like, the house. Mm. And he's like, do you want me to come home? And she's like, nah, dude, like, Your memory good. for some stuff is too good. No, I literally watched all I'm of like, season six, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, I'm like, I don't remember this shit at all. <laughs> I just... So what I do is I, like, I binge the season, like, really fast just because it's, like, my dinner show. It's my, scro- like, waking up in the morning show. So, like, it yeah. just plays. So, like, I just pick up on all the small details more than, like, the actual plots. <laughs> All right, it's eleven thirty. All right, guys, you know the show. Hopefully, yeah. thank you guys for jumping on and recording tonight. We'll, we got this one in the bag, and I'll yeah. edit it probably Monday. And, and then hopefully, we'll see. we see you guys soon. We miss you guys so much. We miss being able to like actively converse with you guys throughout posting. But hopefully, the is it a the SAG the SAG. 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 Hopefully, yeah. SAG gets their fucking proposal dealt with because oh my god did you see that video with fran when she was like we're here but where are they we're at the table where are you it was so good but <laughs> hopefully we're hoping for the best because are we over we're over 100 days now right on yeah SAG, yeah because we writers were got under 100 for yeah. writers right but now no we're we over. were at like 160 something for writers. oh shit damn yeah i'm bad with numbers sorry all right, but until next time, until whenever we get to post the next one. We miss you, and we will see you soon. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.